All right, guys, let's get this thing going. Uh, episode 28 for Mr. Jerry Taplin, owner of Art and Hazel's Museum Antiques uh, here in downtown Bentonville. Super cool guy, has turned a bunch of really cool cars and has a ton and ton of really cool products in the shop, uh, downtown Bentonville on 2nd Street, right by Dave Peel Park. So we'll let him kind of tell us his story. Here we go. We're recording. All right, the first story, before we even get into introductions, tell us about this new unsold pedal car that I saw that is absolutely perfect that's in your showroom. Uh, it's a 1965 Murray Le Mans Super Sport, and it is in a, uh, it's like a magenta color with white stripes, and it, it has never been sold at retail. It's always been in a warehouse of a distributor, and so I bought it at auction, and it's now here. It has the original retail hang tag on the yeah. thing. Yeah, but there's absolutely nothing. It's like brand new. Buying it's brand amazing. New. Yeah. That's definitely a time capsule for sure. Like a lot of the stuff that uh, if people are watching on the YouTube channel, they'll see. And then there was a chain drive tricycle that wasn't like a kid's tricycle that's on the front porch. Tell us about that thing. You mean the one that's hung up in the rafters there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, from the early 1920s. It's like almost 100 years old, and it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the only one that I've ever seen. It could possibly be the only one in existence. What? And what it is is a large or small three-wheel chain-driven cast-iron uh, tricycle that you pedal from the yep. front wheels you pedal, <laughs> but it's large enough to accommodate not only a child, but a teenager and even an adult, even yeah. a woman, could definitely drive it. <laughs> yeah. And it came out, like I say, it came out of Marshall Field out of Chicago. It's branded that with the original tag. That's on the awesome. Top. That's that, crazy. That thing is super neat. And uh, for the folks, again, on the video, you're going to see a ton of cool, cool stuff. So we'll get into a little bit of introduction. Uh, I'm sitting with Jerry Taplin, owner of Art and Hazel's Museum Antiques in Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, Melissa and the girls and I came in the other day on Sunday, and y'all, this place is amazing. There's all kinds of stuff. There's guitars, there's uh, car stuff, there's, I don't know, memorabilia of every type thing that you could imagine, and I'd say 90-something percent of it is guy stuff. <laughs> like, guys are going to enjoy this place uh, probably more than their wives. There's stuff for wives as well, uh, but... It's definitely run by, I would say, a gearhead. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get into a little bit of travel here. Oh, unless he's got to take this one. Okay. So one thing that Jerry was telling us about was the, uh, he's a busy guy. Uh, I can only imagine the people across the world calling for the kind of stuff you have here. So you were telling us a story, uh, kind of just a quick overview. You had uh, lived in Southern California you were then moved sometime in your young age to Springfield, Missouri, then back and kind of around. So would you kind of give us a rundown of like how, like, you know, the cool places you've lived, obviously Southern California is Mecca for car stuff. Um, but then how you end up in Bentonville? Like, how are you here? 
Mr. World Traveler? I was born in Springfield, Missouri, and then at the age of two, my family moved to Southern California, Orange County. Mm. So I grew up in Anaheim, right near Disneyland, and grew up there until the seventh grade, went through the seventh grade here, there, and the parents decided to move back, and my dad wanted to buy a fast food restaurant because his family had always been in the fast food restaurant business, and he wanted to be his own boss and not be mm. working for the telephone company. So <laughs> we moved back there and bought this really cool fast food restaurant out on Division Street near the, near the railroad tracks. The tracks are right behind us, and it's near the stockyards, and it's kind of, you know, and, and, this, and the area is, anyway, it was conducive to us putting on a great show there with a great menu. We had the... Uh, foot-long conies and uh, cheeseburgers and malts and he had donuts eventually and we did a he also had a concession trailer and we took it we went to county fairs and state of Missouri fair we went down to Ozark um, Missouri as well as Ozark Arkansas and we, uh, you know we did that so I would go with him and we would sell stuff out of his concession trailer okay so <clears throat> I'm in Springfield. I go to I go to school in Springfield for one year, and then we move out to um, out into the apple orchard area of, of Springfield, and I go to school in Willard for two years, and I play basketball there, you know, and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then we decide we want to move back to California, so we move back to Anaheim. My dad didn't want to, but everybody else kind of forced him <laughs> to, so. He got screwed on the real estate deal because his, his renters came in and just destroyed the house. And so he had. Oh, a, man. He went upside down on, I'm sure. I never knew the wherewithal of all the funds, but I'm sure that he <laughs> was pissed constantly at the way these people were trashing the beautiful house. Okay. So we moved back. I go to high school, go to junior college, go to college at Cal State Fullerton University. And uh, then I was in the musical instrument. Uh, retail business, uh, running a store for my friend that I played uh, in band in high school with. So I ran his MI store, which was guitars, amps, and drums. And this was in Anaheim. So I did that and then decided to get a teaching credential. So I went back to school and, and in one year I got 45 credits in one year. Oh my gosh. If you understand credits and, and how much that is, that's a freaking lot. Yeah. The reason that I did that was to be on the farthest pay scale without having a BA, um, without having a you know Bachelor of Arts uh, degree. Mm -hmm. Being as far over on the pay scale was 45 units, so that's what I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I taught the junior high school uh, business education and typing or uh, keyboarding shall we say yeah at that particular time it was a typewriter so i had the 50 to 60 kids in every class it's crazy but they i all cannot to type. i cannot imagine teaching that many kids they all learned to, to type, type too. <laughs> yeah I took the, the most uh, the most important class that i ever took in all of those 45 units was called assertive discipline oh yeah so, and what that is, is that from day, moment, from moment of moment, you start your class, immediately you set out what the parameters are that they are to be held accountable to every day when they walk in. That's that makes sense. That's discipline. 
<laughs> you don't go further than if you go five minutes in and you don't do that, it screws up everything. So that's the first thing you, you do. You outline exactly what they're to what's going to happen and what's expected of them. That's they're awesome. Be pretty interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can imagine as you useful. like in the rest of life as well. Yeah, you know, in business not, environment. You know, yeah, whatever like that. Yep. Lay out what what's expected and things like that. That's that's really neat. Okay, so then, uh, from Anaheim. Uh, I worked uh, in the musical instrument uh, wholesale business for Roland Corporation, one of the world's largest uh, uh, synthesizers and electronics builders. Uh, I worked for them for seven years. I was a manufacturer's rep and traveled us um, first to uh, southeast and southwest, or southwest actually, uh, Colorado, Utah, Denver, mm -hmm. um, uh, West Texas, uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona. Uh, Nevada and over to Hawaii, which was also part of my uh, uh, territory. So sure, you, yeah. sure you hated that. <laughs> you know, I got claustrophobic every time I landed in Hawaii. I couldn't wait to get back. Something about it being an island. Uh, okay, so I did that for um, seven years, and there, from there, I took over the Northern California Territory for Roman Corporation, and we moved to Crockett which is in the East Bay uh, um, on this beautiful property that overlooks uh, San Pablo Bay. Um, mm. Beautiful, beautiful hillside. We're like 350 feet uh, down to the water. Oh, man. Unbelievable um, mouth of the American River, which flows all the way over to Sacramento. But it connects to San Pablo Bay. If you're looking out towards the back of the house, this two-story two house, you're looking down onto this waterway that there's oil tankers going in and out, there's sailboats going, and, and you go on down to San Pablo Bay, and it wraps around to San Francisco Bay, and you could take it all the way and get out underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, wow. And go into the Pacific Ocean. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, take a little <laughs> rowboat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next to the tanker, just hook onto one, just cruise. Yeah, sure. No. Anyway. Okay, uh, went through a divorce there, moved to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Ironwood. It gets very cold there, lots of snow, average snow is 200 inches a year. One year we had 320 inches of snow in oh one season. Oh my gosh. So I did that, I still have an antique store up there. Oh cool. Yeah, and so I have it on the market right now on, Z on Zillow, Z-I-L-L-O-W. Yep. You know. We'll link that in the it's show notes in, too. Uh, Ironwood, Michigan, and it's a... Uh, this building is an incredible building. It's um, built in 1900. Oh, wow. And uh, I'll give you some photos yeah. of the building and the side of the mural, okay? So yeah. uh, the side of the mural is 60 feet long what? by 14 feet high. And on this mural are painted by the utmost mural people in that whole area I brought over and they put on the wow. side of my building it was five years ago they completed it there are 111 Gogibic range iron ore and copper miners there are 111 of them standing larger than life four four rows deep going up you got guys on the Whoa. front row second row third row fourth row each of them has the name of the guy, and the photograph of the guy was supplied by the relatives. Oh, wow. So, so you have Uncle Fred, 
at the Silver Mine. He worked there from 1946 to 1957. Wow, gotcha. They indicate that. It's... it's it's like oh, a that's cool. tourist attraction. Yeah. People stop there. They're Genius. At, yeah, it's really neat. They did a great yeah. job. It's their best mural of all the... They wow. found probably 40 murals up in that whole area. And that, wow. That's the first one that they did in Ironwood. So That's really neat. But what I got there is six apartments. Mm. One two-bedroom, one efficiency, and the others are all one bedroom. Right. And downstairs is uh, three retail storefronts that are 25 feet wide by 60 feet deep. Oh, One yeah. of them 75 feet deep. And it's chock full of antiques and collectibles and records and books and furniture wow. and clothing and stuff like that. <laughs> it is, and there's a full basement that's downstairs oh, my 75 gosh. feet across with 12-foot ceilings. The basement has 12-foot yeah, ceilings? 12-foot ceilings, wow. I swear to God. And the... Uh, there used to be, back in the 40s, there was a uh, Erickson Coleman, Coleman hardware store, they tell me. I didn't live there then. Right. I only bought the property in 99. <laughs> but up there was uh, this uh, hardware store. They had to reinforce the floor with double 2x12s, actual 2x12s, doubled up, oh, so, that it could, so that it could bear the weight of cast iron stoves. Oh, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, they doubled up. Wow. <laughs> that thing doesn't creak at all. No. So there's this entire friggin' basement. It's full of crap. And then oh you've got the gosh. whole place is full of stuff. And it all goes for, it's on $175,000 right now. That sounds cheap. Cheap. You better know it. Cheap. I know, yeah. But Lots of potential there. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So we'll definitely link that in the show yeah, notes cool. to show everybody. And I mean, that's really cool. Um, so let's talk about like when I came to Bentonville, I moved to Bentonville because I started doing business a lot with Walmart, uh, yeah, and musical instrument, wholesale stuff, but guitars, picks, strings, uh, microphones, microphone stands, guitar stands, uh, strings, lots of strings. So yeah, I was doing all that for uh, and then they took them all out. So here I am, still here, you know? yeah, because so. you love the area. I mean. If you could live here or California, where would you go? Well, they're nice. They're nice places in California, but it's yeah. very expensive. To live yeah, there. that's you probably know. the downfall. But I will say, Southern California. If I had unlimited funds, out Southern California would just for the car scene. You know, there's a car, yeah. there's a car meet every night. Down to you know. down to live in Carlsbad or Encinita, down in that mm. area, down yeah. you know, down south of. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. So. Let's uh let's talk about you as like a teenager. I mean, like, was there was there somebody? Were you a, a car guy early on, no. or like, uh, did somebody like kind of press upon that? Like, how how did you? Because you've and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but you've turned a bunch of cars out of this spot. Yeah, uh, I have. So so how do you how do you become a car guy? What's the what's the story behind that? Like as a kid, like did you tear stuff apart. I mean, like I always enjoyed uh, every year we would go to almost a ritual we would go to one or two car dealerships when they had the preview of the brand new cars oh, at okay. the dealerships yeah. so I'd go with my dad usually my mom and brother too we'd go and check out the new cars it was like a thing to do you know that's you cool know, we don't have a hell of a lot of money but I can see you know, we can go look at them that's a hell of a lot of fun to do <laughs> yeah so that's where probably I got my my attraction to cars by doing that that's pretty. So, what did you learn to drive in? What was your? What did you learn to drive in? I guess car wise. Huh. 
<laughs> I took driver's ed at the Willard, Missouri, which isn't more than three hours from here. Yeah. Two and a half hours, in fact, to Willard, Willard High School. So I took uh, driver's ed there in this guy's 1963 Chevy um, with a stick shift. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's a fun one to learn on. <laughs> Probably on the tree, right? I would say in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tree, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what everybody should have to learn to drive. That's right. Everybody yeah. should should have to learn on a stick ship. Anybody yep. can can uh, drive a crazy automatic. Oh yeah. Know, but yeah. you need to know how to do a stick ship and it's a lot <laughs> more right. fun to drive. That's right. So what was your first car then? Like your own personal car like? Uh nineteen fifty nine um, English Ford Anglia. Really? Two-door uh, oh. two coupe. I've got a picture of one in there. We could take a picture of it. You can like, yeah, uh, definitely. There's Jerry's first car, you know. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, was, man. In fact, the little ad is even the light blue that the car was. Oh, my gosh. So I wonder how many Anglias were um, that are left that are stock compared to how many are gassers. You know, yeah, really, because there's a ton of them that have been converted because that body was so lightweight and it just mm -hmm. lended itself to that. Uh, and they were probably pretty inexpensive, you know, when they were starting to be when ga the gasser craze really took off. I would think that car is probably pretty yeah, it was really cool. I had it all through high school for two years in high school. I yeah. bought it down in Huntington Beach, California, oh, man. at a uh, dealership. He had it at the back there, and uh, three hundred and sixty dollars it was. Very Shrewd cool. negotiation. And uh, light blue. Three speed, it would it, it would go a maximum of fifty two miles an hour. It was really awesome. <laughs> In two years, I never changed it. Well, never did it. <laughs> and probably put twenty something thousand miles on that thing. God, that. They don't. But they had a good sound system. Yeah, hey, they don't make motors like that anymore. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, great sound system. So. Um, <laughs> We were talking before this started, and you were saying that uh, you've had a lot of stuff in here a long time. Like, I, the question I have, though, is, like, have you always kind of bought and sold stuff? I mean, obviously, like, working for Roland, you're, you know, you were, like, uh, I would imagine, sales rep yeah, type sales setup. Rep. Yep. Right. And then, uh, so, selling is yeah. obviously in your nature. But, like, the stuff that's here, like, uh, stuff that was neat or... Uh, not to say vintage, but stuff that was cool to you. Have you always kind of turned to that? I guess so. I guess I've always had an eye for um, detail and things. Yeah. Um, so that attracts me to things that are one unique, two condition, and uh, those are, those are the parameters of, of things that are highly collectible. You have yeah. only two parameters really: scarcity and condition. Yeah. Okay. How scarce is the item? Do you see it every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the condition. What kind of condition is it in? Has it been beat up completely or is it near mint condition? So mm -hmm. I always try to look for the near mint, which is what almost all of my collection is. Yeah. It's yeah. near mint. And it, it's, it's very amazing. rare. Most yeah. of my things are one of a kind. Well, I was going to say, there's a lot of stuff in here I've never, ever seen. Not even like yeah, yeah, yeah. playing on the internet have seen. So, um, but... Who who were Art and Hazel? That's my mom and dad. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I picked that name because, well, one, um, when I was growing up and I went with them and they went and played cards and uh, had beers and uh, schnockers and I would be relegated to going in and watching TV <laughs> in the uh, bedroom where the TV was. 
while they were playing cards. <laughs> Out having fun. Yeah, they, you know, but at least they took me with them, you know. Yep, yep. And that was nice, so, and sometimes it was a lot of fun, and most of the times it was a lot of fun, so. But they'd always introduce me as, or somebody else would introduce me as Arton Hazel's son. <laughs> Inevitably. It's, yep. Oh, he's Arton Hazel's son. That's funny. So, I mean, they had to be well-known folks then, for sure. So, they must have played cards the right way. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yep. Long ago, when I when I started selling things on eBay in about 2000, I think is when I first started selling on eBay, uh, I, my my name on there is uh, Art and Hazel's uh, boy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's my, you know, my name on Yeah, there. so that, that makes sense. And, yeah, and so it's, it I, really pays good uh, homage to them. As my mom and dad's place, too. Yeah, yeah, that's really neat. So you opened the shop shop, you know, like as far as not just doing stuff on eBay, but you opened like a place where people could come in and look at stuff. Uh, you were saying in December. Yeah, about December. Yeah. 2019, something like that. So, but you've been here, like you've you've lived in this house since... 2005. 2005. And so you always had cool cars out front. So um, what what made you open the, the store? Like, what was your thought kind of like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna share this with the world. I'm going to, I've got a whole bunch of stuff. Somebody come in and buy it. And location is amazing. I mean, you're like you're literally a block from the downtown square of Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. And now that the park is open, Peel Park opened back mm -hmm. up. Thank you, Mayor. And yeah. thank you, uh, Mr. Governor. <laughs> yes. You know, um, Asa, Asa Hutchinson is his name. Yep, yep. Thank you for doing that because what the hell? Yeah, anyway, right. we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, but we could. But anyway, that's... that's we'll do anyway, that one. We'll do that one for 2.0 for so sure. So this is... Uh, so it's a good thing it's open. So uh, people are noticing the place right across the street. And so I've got uh, getting more people walking over mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been down here unless the park was open. So that's yeah. nice. But yeah, it is. Uh, Just share share <laughs> this stuff with everybody. And I mean, really, I, I can't express to the folks that are listening how cool this place is. Like, mm -hmm. it's a house that in every room has wall-to-wall -wall cool stuff. So... Uh, so I asked earlier how long you had been gathering items in here, and you said there's some stuff in here you've had for a very long time. Yeah, early 1970s. Wow, <laughs> that's really neat. How many how many items do you think you have in in the shop? Mm. Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> thousands. thousands, yeah, <laughs> thousands. thousands. Yeah, and it's not like 1,500. It's probably like 5,000. Items. It's yeah, really. I, I really have no idea. That's yeah, a lot of stuff, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Are there any items that you have that are uh, so sentimental that they're not for sale? Like you're like, I'm not well, selling. My own them. personal guitar, my Black Blue Ridge, um, is a guitar I don't want to sell right now unless somebody really needed it and was going to pay me a lot of money for it. <laughs> like they had to have it. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did. But no, but that's uh, yeah, that's a one of a kind uh, Blue Ridge made by Saga Musical Instruments. Uh, we developed a line for Walmart, in fact, under the Appalachian name, <laughs> and it was guitar, mandolin, dulcimer, violin. And banjo. Wow. And it was really cool. It was, I'll show you right up there. I have a banner. When I oh, did yeah. a local festival, when it was happening, I did a 
a music festival right out mm -hmm. here on 12, going that way, yeah. you know, on yep. the left. Uh, Remember that place? A, uh, Applewood, yeah, Apple, Apple some. Yeah, right, right, right. Anyway, I set up a booth over there, and that's the Appalachian guitars. That's and awesome. Accessories, which were in about 350 Walmarts, and then he didn't reorder them. It was too bad. Hmm. That's sad. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, you know, that's it's, one of the it's bad really things neat. about doing business with a big box store, because they can change their mind on a whim. It's a joke. Yep. And then so, so anyway, you're, you're trying to you're trying to catch up, you know, like, oh, yeah, because the other side of it, too, is like when they order, they order 100,000 or whatever, you know, and then you're like, okay, so you catch up to that, so you all this extra manufacturing, and then they're like, hey, we're not doing it again. Huh, what? <laughs> but yeah. I've done all this extra manufacturing. Yeah, you see, musical instruments are very, very important in a, a child or any person's uh, education in their life. Yep. is to be involved with a musical instrument. It, it enhances so much, so yeah. much in a person, and so that's what I've always uh, strived right. to impart upon buyers of uh, these large big box stores, whether it be Target Store or Best Buy or, you know, um, anybody like mm -hmm. that, or Walmart stores or Sam's Club. And yep. the benefits that making music have on kids, and it's proven, it's proven, and proven. They do much better in sciences, do much better in math they do much better in social skills well there's a, there's a lot of that that um that uh does a different part that uses a different part of your brain mm -hmm. so you're unlocking a, a right. bit of potential there that i mean like i took guitar lessons about four times and then i was like i can't do this and then i turned 16 and it was over from there because i found girls in a car so yeah. <laughs> it was on yeah you see but um Music, musical notes are mathematics, okay? So that's the thing you have to understand. So if somebody playing a musical instrument, they're getting math without, the, without their even realizing it. They don't, it, it's almost an inherent thing in just hearing the chords and different sounds of, a, of, of an instrument being played and you doing it especially, you doing it and making that happen, that, that synergizes within your brain and I think it helps you do much, much, much better than somebody that doesn't have that same experience. Whether they're mm -hmm. playing drums, or whether they're playing a ukulele or a guitar, or they're singing, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, time and you like you learn how you know you just there's just so much more your brain that you use for that. Yeah. So your Facebook page uh, says the largest toy collection in the Midwest. Vintage. The largest vintage toy collection, yep, in the Midwest. Artwork, automobile gas and oil signs, vintage prints, Barbies, vintage guitars and bluegrass instruments, Star Wars, LPE records, neon signs, and pedal cars. And I got to tell you, this is a, it's an amazing spot. And I completely agree. They're, a lot, like, just right here. I mean, the guitars, and again, I, I, we, we should, have done, we should have done this live. Let me ask you this. Am I overstating it? No, no, definitely not. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's really neat. I can't wait for people to to see ah. more of this because there's a lot of folks that have posted on the um, Facebook, have commented on the Facebook post I made the other day that they're like, "Oh, I've never even seen that place." I'm like, "You got to get over here. You got to take a look." So, cool. Um, let's kind of pivot a little bit because I'm a huge car guy, and that's kind of where everything, uh, in my that's everything in my world revolves around cars and cool cars. So. You have sold, bought and sold a ton of stuff, and you were showing me a 27 Ford a while ago that you bought 
that you're picking up this weekend. Yeah. Um, what are like three or four of your favorite cars that you've bought and sold uh, from this location? Um, 1932 Ford Custom Roadster. It was a Meguiar's wax car that was used across the country at Good Guys events, Bear Jackson auctions. Yeah. It was one of the cars that was at their booth. And uh, I traded three automobiles for it. Uh, it was uh, silver stripes, uh, and I and I met the guy that actually built it, and uh, got a lot of information from McGuire's about it. And uh, he was happy to give me all the photos of the car and everything. So I wow. turned it at Bear Jackson auction. That was the highest price car that I had ever sold, and sold for eighty-eight thousand dollars. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what else? Of course, the uh, Dodge Super B car um, was um, was the only one that was used in Spike Lee's uh, 2001, or actually came out in 2002, 25th hour. This same car was a uh, 440 six-pack car with a four-speed. And uh, we sold that at Bear Jackson auction, but it was driven in the movie by Edward Norton, really, who was the lead actor in yeah. the Twenty Fifth Hour, Spike Lee's movie. It's an awesome movie. It came out at the same time that they were in production on the movie when nine eleven happened, which is two thousand one. Yeah, they were in production. So Spike Lee incorporated a lot of what the city was going through and rewrote his script to incorporate a lot of the video of people on the street and their reactions to their numbness uh, as, as to um, what was happening with 9-11 and just the wow. devastation and the loss of life and just the, you know, all the feelings. So, and in one of the scenes, it actually was up in an apartment, Philip Seymour Hoffman and I think Edward Norton were talking and they were looking down on the street and they were looking down into the excavation of the 9-11. Wow. There were bulldozers and mm -hmm. big cranes and stuff like that clearing that stuff out. And, you know, that wow. would be the only movie that was ever filmed that would have that mm -hmm. same type of information in it in a, as a historic event. Wow, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, wow. so that car was used in the very first of the movie for only like six minutes. They were <laughs> going to use it all throughout, and then Spike Lee decided that it really Good wasn't pertinent to have him driving this, you know, around. So right. It was only in the first five minutes. And that's the 25th hour? 25th hour, yeah. Say, so I haven't seen that in a long, <laughs> all long, long time. All in lower caps. All in lower, yeah. Put that one on the list for sure. Yeah, twenty fifth dollar. Um, any other cars? I've got some video of it in case you wanted to use it. I've got it. I've got mm. it on a disc that I had made. If you're interested, if hmm. you use it, that would work. I'd be scared they but would. I got all kinds of photos. Got, yeah, we'll photos let's use the photos. <laughs> we'll use the photos for sure. Yeah, um, and then so we talked about uh, your your the guitar that's not for sale. Do you have another one that you prefer to play? Like, is there one in here that that is like, this is the one I'm going to play if I'm playing? I mean, well, let's back up. Do you have a preferred 
there's like an earthquake just happened here in Bentonville. I'm telling you, they're building them apartments <laughs> down the street. 84 apartments. Yeah, I, no, I can't. Okay, 84 apartments. You've got two adults in each one. That's, oh, yeah. How many, how many cars is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's 168 cars. Mm-hmm. Right? 168. Right? Now, you've got visitors coming and going. You know? Oh, yeah. You've got a party going on. One of the, you've got two parties going on out of 84 on <laughs> yep. Friday night. Yep. That's probably an additional 30 cars. Where the heck are they going to be parked? I don't know. I mean, like, because there's nowhere to park now. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere. You come downtown Bentonville, there's nowhere to park. So. <laughs> now they're going to add another 250 that'll be or at least 170, probably daily cars in and out. The city approved diagonal parking on the cul-de-sac assigned to the apartment. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to creep down there and see these they things. Was, they went, this is the second thing. They, I went to that one, and they had <laughs> diagonal parking assigned that will be a part of the apartments, and they're on public prop. <sighs> that is so weird. That is so weird. So uh, I mean, they might look... I, mean, I saw the rendering, and I thought it would be really cool. It's very nice and modern. It should yep. come around this way. Really nice. I mean, it's going to be really nice, but it seems like that's too many people. That's a whole bunch of folks. That's a whole bunch of folks. <laughs> so, music, though. What uh, what What is your... Cho- what do you... If you're just going to sit down and play, what do you generally play? You more of a, like, rock and roll, bluegrass? What do you... Uh, no... Um, let's see. Let's take a look. Let's see what we got. This is what I might do. go there you go i can do that you're the first person to play music on here hey i appreciate go. that hey that was good <laughs> that was awesome hey that was really good that was good it was way better than anything i could ever i did have a compliment okay across the street is haxton road you need to yep. note if you haven't yeah wonderful first class number one a number one recording studio neil greenhaw right across the way wow okay on the right-hand side mm-hmm. of those of that two buildings, he built both of them, and they're developing some property yeah. behind, too. But some guys are recording. Hmm. They came in, like, from somewhere in Arkansas, and they were recording, and they came over, and they were here playing and stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. were here recording three yeah. songs. Wow. And one guy gave me, a, gave me a, a compliment. He said, man, I've never heard anybody that lays down a rhythm beat better than you. <laughs> oh, said, that's, wow, cool. that's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah. 
That was a pretty good compliment. Yeah. Well, I've got a ton of video to do for the folks. So let's let's kind of let's bring it down. What does what's the future of art and Hazel's Museum Antiques? Like going to keep doing what you're doing, going to expand. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to enclose uh, eventually I need I need some more space out there where I now have um, a seating. So what mm -hmm. I would eventually like to do is put a uh, a gazebo out move all that seating out and use all of that in there and enclose it a bit. Yeah. And close it with doors and seal it off and then have a lot more place to put stuff ah. down on the ground, you know, yeah. with, the, with display cases and things like that. Yeah. Could be easily done. Yeah, definitely. And it would, you know, the afternoon shade and things like that would be a really cool spot just to hang out. You know, oh, like yeah. folks could come over and just hang out and chill and buy stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Or just hang out and tell cool stories. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I've got four questions that I ask everybody, and I think they'll fit you well. So, what is the fastest you've ever driven or uh, or ridden, like motorcycle or car or anything like that? Uh, 135. Hey, there you go. That's yeah. the upper end of what everybody has said. Huh? That, That's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, if you had... What about going and getting a ticket? What was the fastest I've ever driven and gotten a ticket? Ooh. 102. Ooh, that's a hard one. Those I guys had to don't come play. All the way back from Northern California <clears throat> down to LA County and, mm -hmm. and uh, go before a judge. Ooh. And it cost me, I think, $1,300. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, how old were you when, when you got that ticket? Oh, I, uh, oh, I was. Like a, like a real adult? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh man, no that's problem. hard. You know, in 40, yep. no, 40, 41, 42. Oh man, that one from Northern California down to Southern California. I would go from uh, the San Francisco Bay Area where I live, and and I would call go go all the way down to call on Guitar Center, which mm -hmm. is the largest retailer of music yep. stuff, and they were in Chatsworth, and I can make a, I can make that trip in about four and a half hours. Wow. I was driving a BMW uh, 740i L. Mm, come on. Yeah. White with a natural, no, what was silver with silver. Yeah, mm. silver with silver. That's a gorgeous car. Oh, God, what a road car. That's yeah. the one that I also did the 135, and then it has, a, <laughs> it has a governor that shuts down the carburation and all of that at 135. Dang it. I guess you could take it off with carburetor. Mm. Car would easily go probably 160, 165. Yep. yep. And it just felt like you're just going forward. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. So when you're working on stuff, because you work on the cars that are out here, obviously, that you're buying and selling, are you a WD-40 or PB Blaster kind of guy? Like if you're needing to break something loose. Oh, yeah, probably the PB Blaster. Oh, yeah. man. I've See, using yeah, I, I really, I think with as many people as have voted for PB Blaster, I think... I may reach out to him about a sponsorship because... Uh, That's it, cool. Yeah. I bet it's... So this is uh, podcast 27. So I bet we've asked 20 people, and I guarantee you it's 16 or 17 have said uh, PB Blaster. But when you're working on a car, do you wear gloves or you work barehanded? 
both. I'll do both. But if I'm if I'm gonna paint, paint, I'm gonna put the gloves on. <laughs> yep. And then what I do sometimes is I forget and I don't put gloves on, and then I start getting paint all over and crab on my hands. Then you pay for it for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I try and uh, pay attention to what my hands are doing. All right. Last one. Money, no object. What is your dream car? If you could build or buy anything, you're shaking your head. I don't now. have one. Don't have one? <clears throat> no. I, what's funny is I have an uncle that has built and bought and sold probably as many cars as you have, right? And he said the same thing. He said he doesn't have one. He said, I, he said I've never put one on a pedestal like that. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. It's an interesting, because I, I mean, I, I have one, but you know, that 73 Jaguar XKE V12, red, tan interior. Mm. Mm. I've I mean, had too a, many cars to be involved in that anymore. To, to get, uh, he says <laughs> that he doesn't, he said he doesn't put a sentimental touch on something like that. He's like, oh, it's I just. Do. You know, I love the cars, but you know. Yeah. He Somebody said, with more money than me gets to, gets to play with them. <laughs> they can own, own it. it. And he'll pass it on to somebody else or he'll go and total it. You never yeah. know. Well, I, I want to I thank you because this was really kind of, I oh, mean. Oh, I forgot to tell you one oh, other thing, which yeah. you don't know about. Yeah, bring it. Okay. I had a 78 Ford uh, fully lifted. Did you ever see the green truck that was sitting here? Uh, no. Big 38-inch Swamper tires on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was killer, killer, killer. Okay. This had a 460 motor in it. it oh, was, my gosh. It was a four, uh, F-250. This was a wonderful truck. Okay. Well, yeah. when I was taking it up, when I just had it completely detailed, waiting for it, driving it up to Kansas City, mm-hmm. it got off the trailer and went rolling down the ravine. Oh, no. This lifted truck, which is now Pancake's brother. Oh my gosh, okay. that's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Okay, now the good story oh. is, okay. Yeah, I need a good nobody story. Nobody got killed. I, I was in the slow lane, okay. I was just up here, uh, just on the other side of Jane, Missouri, going down the hill mm-hmm. and it started fishtailing, fishtailing, and it let loose and went freaking oh. down the median. It's a good thing. Rolling, and I was watching that truck roll. You should have seen this thing. <laughs> oh, it collapsed everything. It was like well, a pancake. and 38s are gigantic, so there's a lot of uh, centrifugal oh. weight there, slipping <laughs> over and sliding. But there could have been somebody next to me who would have killed him. Yep. Okay, there was God. nobody. They were all back here. Okay? Yeah, they were behind me. Thank God. Wow. But my trailer, uh, you know, went around and whipped around. Oh, you're lucky. And to I be was alive. lucky to be alive too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was in a head-on collision three years ago, and so I oh. barely, barely made out of that one. Jeez. I, was, I wasn't supposed to live. But I, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, we're I glad mean, you did. Well. Uh, yeah. Very cool. I'm, I'm blessed every day, man. Mm. Uh, but what are we talking about? The green uh, truck. Yeah. Okay, so I took it over um, after paying the um, after paying for the tow charges and things. Mm-hmm. I got it back to my buddies in Rogers, who does all my paint work. He was the one that did all the detailing on it, oh. and it was sitting out in front of his place for three months or two months. <laughs> and then I had him pump up all the tires, get the tires all going, and I yep. and it is now it will be back here. Probably in two weeks, and I'm going to have it sitting out here 
as a MADD vehicle. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Okay, I'm going to have it sitting on the lot. It'll be probably between that and Bill Haley and the Red English Telephone booth. Those will be the most yep. photographed Facebook places <laughs> in Bentonville, especially yep. the MADD truck. Where do yep. you see this truck? Oh. Smashy-washy. Oh. It was crazy. But yeah, that'll be awesome. see the truck, but it's on the 38 Swampers. Yeah, and, and just uh, destroyed <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have some kind of signage made. Yeah, that's awesome. Just real simple. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, right. I'll have mm. my graphics girl put it on the side. You know, yeah. We'll do some kind of cool. I'll, I'll come up with something. That's awesome. Cool. It'll okay. be sitting out there all the time. <laughs> well, we'll definitely put some pictures of that thing on there. This, uh, this, the video of this stuff is going to go up a lot sooner than that, but uh, maybe I'll go in and re-edit it and add that in there. So... Well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I I'm excited for everybody that is going to be watching this uh, on YouTube to see all the super cool stuff you have. Well, thanks a lot. So, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. All right.